0: Continuing the discussion of the permission to teach Torah to a person who is the subject of a vow. So our Gemara clarified the difference between Torah Al Peh, which includes Midrash, Halachot, Agadot, and those are permissible to teach to a person who is the subject of a nether subject of a vow, since a person is not allowed to charge a fee for teaching the oral Torah, Torah Al Peh, and therefore there is no benefit in that scenario, there's no Hana versus teaching. And that, and that's why it's permissible for a person who's subject to a vow because he doesn't want to receive any benefits. That's teaching the text of the Torah, the Mikra, says the Mishra that we learned, which one may not charge money for, the Gemara explains, this a type of teaching, this area of Torah, and therefore it would be permissible to incorporate the person, would be pr- prohibited, rather, the person who is the subject of the vow, Being benefiting from the teacher, what is permitted is for let's say the teacher will call him Ruvain and he's going to teach Torah to Shimon. Shimon is the subject of the vow, his rather not Shimon rather, Shimon's children. Shimon doesn't have the ability to teach his children Torah, it's a Torah requirement to teach your children Torah. And he goes ahead and he says, Ruvain, and you will teach Torah on my behalf, since it's a requirement of the father to teach his son Torah. If Ruvain ends up fulfilling this role, he sits, stands in place of Shimon, the father, that's not considered a benefit. It's actually being fulfilling the mitzvah in place of the father Shimon. The Yom Tov in the Mishnah explains the reason behind this further. Says the Yom Tov, the reason is because there's no requirement of payment, which we know from the Mishnah already, and the Gemara, that's the whole... Permission. the whole case of permission the logic for permission to save since he's not paying him then it is permitted the problem with this comment the Yom, is the Rambam who the Roshash brings up and asks how could Tosas Hashim say this against the Rambam in Hilchel's Talmud and laws of Torah study parakal falachan well that a father is actually obligated to pay for malame, to pay for a Torah tutor for his son, assuming the father can't do it himself. So we have to sort of take a step back and try to understand the Raman what the Raman was talking about. What was the source, the Raman for this halacha that a father is chay of the shalom malame, to pay a tutor to teach Torah to his, to his child. The Lecha Mishnah was not sure the source. He even said, ze lo matzati mefurish. He doesn't have a Torah source, an explicit source for where the Raman got this from, and ended up concluding that the obligation to pay, quote-unquote, is rabbinic rather than biblical, and its force comes from the fundamental institution of Rabbi Yeshua ben Gamma, the great Torah scholar, in the Gemara, quoting the Gemara in Baba Basra, who said, every... Community. Every locale has to set up a system of Jewish education, of Torah education, in every place, and this would, of course, include a father's obligation towards paying for a tuition for a Torah education for his children. However, the Hagos Maimonios has an even more authoritative, stricter source taking on this issue. The mitzvah of Talmud Torah, the mitzvah of Torah study, of teaching Torah, is like every other mitzvah in the Torah in the sense that we should, we should, and must spend money. On the fulfillment of it, and it may even be something that we coerce on a person we push people and we coerce people into doing other mitzvot, even spending money on them. so why should it be any different? The mitzvah of teaching your children torah therefore concludes that goes to my we don't need an explicit source; we have the general principle of. The force, the, the coercion that we make against pe- towards people to make sure that they fulfill the mitzvah of the Torah. Same would be true by teaching Torah to one's children. The next obvious question is going to be: How much should tuition be for a Torah education? Or, better said, how much can the community expect parents to pay? So if we take the Agosh Maimonios approach that it's a Torah, biblical obligation to pay for Jewish education, then it follows the principle for all mitzvah. We have a rule. We've learned it in Masach Tuba and other places. Ad Chomes. You have up to one-fifth, depending, of course, on one's income and how much the Torah education costs. But if it's like the Lechem mission said that it's rabbinic in nature, a person can pay what they can, or if not, they're not able to, the community would be obligated to provide funding for that family, perhaps... This is really the very basis of the concept of subsidizing Torah education in the Jewish community. So we have this, but maybe what really what this all boils down to is in the Jewish community, we we maybe too much take for granted the opportunity for children to receive a Torah education. Today's DAF reminds us to be grateful for all these institutions, all these places that are teaching Torah to our children to do all we can to support them and enable them to teach all the young Jews of our generation Torah and a life of Jewish observance.